0: Everybody stop what you're doing, please!
1: When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G.
0: Where's the hammer?
1: From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it. And Eric is here to guide the way. Is it on the, go up on the
0: other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering.
1: All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio.
0: These are the wrong plans. These are the old plans. Oh Welcome to Stop It!
1: Stop Around it. the House with Eric G.
0: So, Rick G, this is the Pro Insider Podcast. This is where we talk home improvement-based stuff for all you guys out in the trades out there. Doesn't matter if you're a designer, doesn't matter if you're a lumberyard building owner, whatever you're out there doing, this is for you. And we've got a special guest today, my friend, Carrie Ocri, who is rock star, coach, all that stuff. Welcome to Around the House, Carrie. Thank you, Eric. Happy to be here. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Well, you know, I've known you for a <laughs> long time, and my dad even worked with your parents out at Hanford in the area. So we go... Really? Yeah, he uh, wow. it was funny because when I first in the 90s was, you know, I'd met Eric and, and all of you. I mean, we're all Tracy's people. So for a while there, we, we'd kind of bounced off each other a little bit. I have some memories way back when, but, you know, mm-hmm. playing in the a mic and band. I think I crossed paths with you guys a couple oh, yeah. times at that kind of stuff. But long story short, yeah, my dad, I was talking about you and he's like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. I worked with your parents out in the area out there. And I was like, right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. yeah. He, oh my God. What a small world. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Just small world stuff, but you're out there doing this coaching stuff and you know, there's a fair amount of coaches out there, but when I saw what you're doing and your just smart, innovative approach, You got my attention.
2: Oh, that's so nice. You know, in the last few years, um, you know, I've just started thinking about what is authentic to me in terms of like what kind of work I want to do. And I want purposeful work that's helpful to people. And coaching feels like just an extension of me. You know, I'm someone who my whole life is, you know, I root for the underdog. Mm -hmm. I am a solutions person. I have a very low risk, well, yeah. I mean,
0: you battled the music industry and and won a lot of those battles going up, and and you, you know, you've got a proud music career here in you know in the U.S. and especially here in the Northwest. But then you turned it into the corporate world as well and did well.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I sort of figure out. I figure whatever task is in front of me, I'm persistent, but I also try and persevere. Um, because, you know, any path you're taking has its good times and it has its bad times. Mm-hmm. And so I have lived both um, in whatever arena, right? Um, and it's about persevering. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and I'm
0: sure just, you know, the, the the fight coming out of high school and getting into your first band, Hammerbox, and taking off into mm-hmm. that and then turning off and, and cruising into goodness, as the next big stage, you know, you did really well. And of course, Rockford's that we can just keep going in your, in your solo stuff. (laughs) And that's just on the music side, not even on the professional side, but that's where, you know, and I've always said this about coaching and I've been through a few coaching sessions myself. It is so smart for somebody out there who's trying to kind of take their own personal game, whatever that is to the next level, to have Mm -hmm. somebody on the outside that cares about what they're doing but can also call them on their own BS, whether it's an excuse, whether it's maybe you're not seeing the vision correctly because you're stuck in your ways, whatever that is, having that set of eyes going, no, no, seriously, stop it. You need to go this way is so valuable.
2: And I think I've literally done that with some clients. Like, what are you doing? Stop. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a coach who is, uh, means it, right. So the basis of me doing this comes from a very deep, honest, um, place. Right. And I always Mm -hmm. say, and I'm sure you've heard me say when I coach, it it doesn't have anything to do with me. It's all about you. Yep. Like the only thing I care about is you and using everything I have or have been through to contribute to, um, a person's growth. But like you said, it does require someone being ready and willing to take responsibility and willing to change. Otherwise you're just kind of dead in the water.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I look back at the mistakes that I've made over my careers uh, and I'll put, you know, the, the apostrophe S on that because I've had a plenty of them, but <laughs> you know, out there I have had it where, you know, where I should have had a coach at a couple times. I'm like, man, I would have been so mm-hmm. much more successful because it really took a bunch of my peers and coworkers of a business that I owned to pull me aside and go, we're all having a meeting, Gorenson, you know? and oh, really? <laughs> You know, it, it, it wasn't anything bad, but it was just, you know, we got to get things reined in a little bit, and it, it was good, but I look back at that now going, you know, that was a key pivotal part of my life that if I would have had somebody there and I would have been, been paying attention and listening, I probably would have had – half the battles, because I just kept, you know, running running at the problem, but I, I could right. have slowed down and fixed it instead of just attacking it.
2: Well, I think we're really taught to, like, you know, I've said, problem solve, and problem solve everything, or fix it, um, you know, take care of it, take responsibility for it, and often that means, you know, that's kind of in an isolated state, like it's all on you. And in some ways, doing things is on a person, right? Like taking responsibility, Mm -hmm. but there's no reason um, to be alone. Um, But I think people have a hard time asking for help or they don't know where to get the help or sometimes even what kind of help do I need? Like who, who would be that person who's going to understand what I'm going through and then really show up for me and actually um, participate with me my conversations, my fears, and even helping me make solutions and move forward. Like, you know, we're not taught or it's not talked about a lot. Like, hey, you know, coaching is a real thing. There are great people. There are smart people. There are people who care. And there are people who will be, you know, like I always say about myself, will be your journey buddy. Um, No nonsense. Journey buddy dedicated to you to say, how can I help you? What's going on here? Let's problem solve together. Um, let's face your fears together. Um, you know, I've said in classes, like I am the voice on your shoulder going, yeah, we're going to go get that. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like, let's go get after it. You know, like, and, and That I is like so you, that.
0: by the way, that's the, that's the great yeah. part of this is knowing you as well as I do. That is just your natural being all by itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the part, that's why I'm doing Like I'm bringing what is naturally me to coaching and it gives me deep sense of purpose mm-hmm. a second. Round of deep sense of pur- purpose. Music does that for me sure. as well. Um, but you know, the music industry is completely <laughs> different now and wrought with like you know un- insecurity and just craziness. Um, and so, you know, at some point, I was really looking for like, what is the something else that feels truly um, purposeful and that is myself. So, I really appreciate you saying that.
0: Well, it's cool because you know, there's some people out there. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do this, and maybe. You can watch them struggle, and it's not really yeah. what they're really good at. But they're they're having to force it. And I'll tell you what: there's yeah. plenty of situations I look at in my past of things I was trying to it, relationships as well, where I yeah. was just forcing it. It just right. It it just didn't work. And looking back, that's probably one of my one of my my biggest faults of myself. And just a little insight on me. You know, trying to force that square peg into a round hole and right. not giving up when times it's like, hey, 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 slow down, slow down. That's not going to work well. And I uh, yeah. learned a lot of hard lessons in life trying to do that. And again, if I would have been doing that coaching back then and that kind of stuff, I would have had somebody to just uh, say, hey, man, uh, slow down, slow down a little bit. and Let's, right. let's reevaluate your approach to this because that might not work well.
2: Well, and you're not alone, right? Like, I have stories about that, too, like trying to rush or force something. You know, if you're forcing something, it's not meant to be, right? Like, if you end up in a state of, like, trying to make it happen, something's not right there. And I've been there. I mean, I have stories of doing the same thing, and um, I bet everybody does in some way. And that's some of the the teachings that I'm excited to, like, share with people is, those ideas like if you're forcing it it's not the thing back off if you're going too fast and you're feeling um untethered or spread thin stop or i mean you've heard me say a lot of like it's what i do with people right away is i slow them way down Mm -hmm. and you know because no i think a lot of people don't slow down long enough to hear themselves or hear the answers or hear the truth yeah right and Sometimes we're like, oh, I really don't want to hear that truth because it's going to be maybe painful or hurt. And I don't know how to do I don't know how to deal with that. So I'm just not going to.
0: I still struggle taking my foot off the gas. You know what I mean? I still struggle with taking my foot off the gas because it's like once I get a win and it's like, you know, I had some good wins today. My mental thought is, all right, let's go get the next one. And I, I, you know, I've got to be who careful. you are. Yes, yeah. but I gotta be careful with that too, because I don't tend to slow
2: down and enjoy it as much either. Ah. You're like the second person I've had this conversation with in the last two days, right? <laughs> One I would say, you know, that's who you are, and there's nothing wrong with like I mean, what a blessed state of mind to be in to like be having wins, right? And you yeah. love the work. Mm-hmm. So nothing wrong with that, right? But it's the it's the, Slowing down and taking the, cause you could do that forever. I'm the same way. Like, I was that way in music too, where I was like, go, 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 keep going. And you keep getting things, so keep going and never slow down long enough to go, how are you doing? <laughs> what? Yeah. How are you doing now? Have you seen your family lately? <laughs> um, you know, to keep, to strike a balance. Like, you need a balance, but there's certainly, um, I don't think anything wrong with drive. Yeah, you know it's ne- and it's fun. It's necessary sometimes, and it's fun. Um, but then striking the balance, you know, say after two months of working really hard, um, you know, you'll probably feel it on the inside, and that's the other thing I'm big on is like, you know, if you slow down long enough, you- your self is telling you what's going on if you'll stop and listen. Like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm really tired.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, my body's doing yeah. that now I've got uh, a couple hand surgeries coming up Because I've been just pushing it too oh. hard Doing stuff around And I have one actually next week But uh, here's the good thing with that yeah. I'm doing it right before the holidays And it's a minor one, so it's not a big deal But it's one of those things okay. that it's like Alright, that's going to slow me down Over Christmas
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can't yeah. go out and do those things So I'm, I'm actually using it to my advantage Because it's going to get me to Tap the brakes a little bit and say, you know Right it's, you're taking that week off basically, you know?
2: Right. And, and then what are you going to do at that time? Right. Like, you know, if you actively slow down and go, I'm going to actively listen and see what comes up, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get a lot, you'll get a lot more out of that break because then, you know, your person, you know, yourself is going to catch up and say, Oh, great. You know, while we're sitting and waiting, I've been wanting to tell you a few things,
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, or, Or new ideas will come to you, and you can just stockpile them, and then when you can green light go, you'll be off and running again. You know, it's
0: it's funny. It's kind of like songwriting, and I've written songs too, but it's one of those things that if you let your brain slow down enough, things naturally come to you.
2: Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of letting go, and I, I agree with you. Like in songwriting, people have asked me about how do you songwrite, and I was like, you know, there are times when a whole song will come, And then there's times where it is about letting go and and seeing what comes up. And letting go sometimes is the most important thing to do. I'm like, you know, get out of the way. But it's also sometimes
0: the most difficult thing to do when you've got a death group of control (laughs) as well. So,
2: Oh, yeah. Well, usually because of that, right? And again, that's that's, that's striking the balance of like not being too controlling and allowing. You know, like allow the surprises to show up because they will. And, you know, you can only do that if you let go of a bit of control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm never a proponent of like, just go passive. No, because that's, that's, that's reckless. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, right. And, but there are, there are all these natural moments of like, you need rest. You need time with your family. You need mm-hmm. some more space for the new ideas to come in. And then you can go again or um, to hear yourself. Or in case you're covering up pain, Um, And just going, going, going in order to not look at it like it's most important to let that stuff come up and get out because it will leave. Right. But you got to process it.
0: That's an interesting Um, topic because I've caught myself doing that as well. You know, just power, power, power. And I'm cruising and not so much now, but maybe seven to 10 years ago, I was Mm -hmm. powering through stuff just because I didn't want to hear myself think. Right. Yeah. I was hiding from
2: it. Totally. And that's pretty common. I've done that. Um, You know, it wasn't, it wasn't until my mom passed away, which was a game changer. Mm -hmm. And it was so big that I, I just surrendered. I just knew I was like, in order to get through this grief, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm going to need to get help and I'm going to need to surrender and just allow this grief to, to, you know have its way with me in some ways you know like process it um and i don't know what that looks like i don't know how long that takes but i'm just gonna be okay with that because i there's no way i can know so that's a real surrender moment when you finally just throw your hands up in the air and go okay i i don't i don't know i don't know so i'm gonna just let myself let go and process and get help right like um but it also during that time just taught me all these lessons of like It's okay to be in pain, and it will process out. It's okay to cry. It's okay um, to learn methods of taking good care of yourself while these real-life things happen, and and that they help. And it's okay, and you will get through this. Yeah, no Um, question. And I say that, yeah, you will get through this. It will be okay. And learning how to reach out for help, you know, realizing who your good friends are, you know, and then asking them to for help, you know, or be around you. Like we aren't islands. Really? Yeah. You know, we're, we're not islands. We need each other. Um, you know, especially at times of big crisis. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know that our, Oh, I don't want a blanket statement that our culture is very individualistic and go, go, go and accomplish and get and go. Um, which some of which I love, but there's sometimes a missing link of, hey, you know, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Like, asking for help is okay.
0: Yeah, and that's been, that you know, looking back, that's been my biggest problem is 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 the help part of it, of just, I got it, I got it, kind of the lone wolf thing, you know, oh just, my God. just totally. doing it. And, it, you know, I, I didn't communicate with, you know, whoever I was dating or married to, whatever, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different now, but that took... That took a lot of personal work on myself to be able to get that, and that's what I think it's cool about with your new way of coaching here, with getting the band back together. Well, I love what you're doing with
2: that. Yeah, (laughs) you love that. I love it. It's interesting. I worried for a long time that people wouldn't get it because in the Northwest, most people know me from music, right? And so I was like, how can I, how can I bring them my fans? for people who I know along with me on this new section of the journey, right? So they've known me for music, but I'm doing this new thing coaching and they've never seen me in this capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can I help them go? Music isn't gone. You know, it is who I am, but here's a new thing and calling, you know, my workshop to the people who are involved in the workshop, the band is one way to kind of connect the two. Like, Yeah. Being in a band has been a huge part of my life and band mentality is a, is a thing, right? Huge. I mean, you are a group, you're together, you're creating things. Um, And I wanted that thought, um, not only to connect fans to what I'm doing new, but also just that idea of being a group that works towards creativity or newness or change, um, Bands do that, and also for people to feel like they're a part of a band, you know? Like,
0: yeah, well, I mean, a band that is functioning halfway correctly is its own <laughs> self-help group anyway.
2: Totally, yeah. I mean... Well, and it, it well, you know, like it has its good parts and it has its bad parts, but... Um, so I say
0: functioning correctly.
2: <laughs> but, totally, yeah, right, right. But I take the good things in terms of just being like, you know, band of brothers, band of like mm-hmm. creatives, band of, you know, it's a tribe ish, you know, and, you know, we, you know, as you're talking about like my history and the things you've gone through, like this thing you just mentioned, I was like, oh my God, you're like my brother from another mother <laughs> because the same thing was with me. I was so used to being like, um, a lone wolf doing everything by myself cause I could, mm-hmm. um, and I always sort of felt like, well, nobody's gonna do it better than me or know what I want better than me. <laughs>
0: you're inside so my I'm head now. I'm gonna do all of
2: it, right? Yeah, right. Like, oh, so yeah. I'm gonna do all of it, especially in music. But man, I hit some big burnout when I did that. And mm-hmm. you're, I was like you. I did not know how to ask for help. I was used to doing everything by myself. I didn't know how to. I didn't know who to turn to because I never had in the past. Yep. Or how to say what exactly was wrong or what I needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say any of that. Um, no, and I was again, the same
0: way. And, I, it, and, and mine, ironically, when I hit the wall was around when my dad died. And so that right. happened. And then, what, two months later, I got in a near-fatal accident, and Whoa. everything came to a halt. And I'm talking my long-term relationship, my business, everything blew up all at once. And right. it, it was, it was that control alt delete in life that I had to turn around and relearn a bunch of skills of just how to do things differently. Cause I wasn't going to ever do it again that way.
2: Right. See, and I'm a big believer of like that happened for a reason, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's the world saying like, um, I'm going to help you stop by, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. having, yeah, major events happen to you. That'll get you to stop.
0: <laughs> all right. The world's going, all right, man, you're not listening to me, so we're going to get your attention uh-huh. now.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some some bigger crashes than others, right? Like yep. you had an actual crash. It was Isn't bad. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, anyway, it's – but at the same point, I can look back now and go, that was the best thing that happened to me.
2: Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's Good the dangerous gratitude. part of that.
0: You know, it's like, all right, but – Well, one of the things that I like that you're doing, too, is that you're doing these small groups, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's the thing with the band thing is it's not people can come in, you get familiar with your group, and you're having fun.
2: Right. And you're, you know, like a small group, say a five, right? Mm -hmm. That's small enough where everyone can talk to each other. You know, I can hear everyone's um, situation in life and contribute back. Um, But also... Um, it's a it's a small enough group where people can then help each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like you amongst three hundred people. Yeah, it's it's a it's your buddies, your band, mm-hmm. and the five of you will now hopefully at some point be able to contribute something back to each other again, teaching that kind of like you're not alone. Yeah. Um, but within the group you know, I do, and I mean, you've heard me, so like I, the first thing I do is sort of talk to people about where you're at. And then the second thing sometimes is about checking out your story. Like, how are you saying this? How how have you been telling this story? And is it true? And starting to break maybe some old things down so we can get rid of them. Like, is that really true? Because I'm, I am about like, what's the real truth here? And if someone's courageous enough and ready, like I've said, then you can step into like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to say it all and say it how it is. And once you do that, like you're on the road, when you're safe, yep. you're on the road to like, okay, what are we going to go do about that? What, what works for you? And then bigger conversations come up in those groups, like, who are you? Like, who's your authentic self? What do you like? Like trying to remember who you really are, or who you want to be right? Like yeah. authentically. And yeah. so there's so many questions and deeper topics that come up in an individual session and a group session. And this is the thing that I love. Again, I adore being a journey buddy. Like, I, I'm a, I always say I'm a killer <laughs> journey buddy. Like, and that's, that's what I want. Like, I, you know, it's good when you crave to do the work. Right? Like, I can't wait. Like, um, because again, it's not about me. And you, but selfishly, I get a commune with people and I'm interested in people. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always, been, I've always yeah. been yeah, fascinated by people. Like, where do you come from? How did you grow up? What's it like? You know, like those are natural questions for me to just start questioning. Um, and the thing I think about me too is I like to go deep into questioning. Nice. And, you know, some. Some people have said, like, "Hey, Carrie, not everybody wants to go that deep." <laughs> I'm like, "That's fair. No, maybe people aren't necessarily ready all the time." And I'm like, "That's absolutely fair. Nor That's would true. I push that."
0: That's true, but getting that deep is where you find the roots of those problems because it's never yeah. really on the surface.
2: Yeah, you know, I I really believe, especially in these last couple of years, I just started to say to myself, out of necessity. um, simple questions like sometimes I'll say my coaching really comes down to like 60 year old language like what are you doing so you know like my questions are so so what who cares why do we care like you know and it sounds silly but it's it's like the icebreaker question like so what like if someone goes oh my gosh I can't do this because of this this and this or so and so thinks these things of me or my boss is being it's terrible, or all that. You know, my sometimes my answer is so, like so what? What are we going to do about that? Like, why do we care? Why yep. you know? So it takes the power back to you to say, why do you, you know? Do you care about that? Like, do you want them to be your but you know whatever? So well, the but breakdown you know, question. Some,
0: but some of that comes back to, and I'm going to tie this back into your history and as well as mine, but. Mm-hmm some of that comes back to jumping on stage, reading that concert review, listening to that Mm -hmm. person that's, you know, saying stuff about you on social media, all of these things that that people have to deal with in life, especially with social media now, of hearing that criticism and having to learn how to process it correctly.
2: Right. Well, I think it's really true that most often, Someone's bad attitude towards you has everything to do with them and not you. Amen. I mean, I really believe that is, that's a truth. And so I live there. You know, if someone doesn't like my music, there's not much I can do about that. And that's okay. Like yeah. it would be, wouldn't seem rational to be like every single person on the planet is going to adore my music. Like, I know that's not rational. So I don't think that. And everyone's allowed their opinion. And I, I would prefer that. <laughs> um, and I don't. not taking things personally. Um, When it's rough, and someone's being, you know, mean, I would say the majority, if not all the time, it's something going on with them and not you. And if you can separate yourself like that, with that thought, you can probably be more loving to yourself and to the situation. You don't have to love the person, (laughs) you know, you don't have to like, agree Mm -hmm. with this person's behavior. But you can separate and kind of put some kindness feelings around there so that you're not getting drained and maybe they change. I don't know.
0: And the one thing I've learned too, is the more successful you are in what you're doing and doing well, the more likely you're going to have those people out there trying to communicate that to you. And it's, you know, I, have got friends in the, in the news industry here in the Northwest, and they're on TV every day. And if you ever read what the public sends to them, It would tear out your heart for humanity because you're like, there are some horrible people out there. And the more successful you can be, the more some of those people want to tear you down.
2: Exactly. I mean, that could be very true again, people. Well, I don't know about again, but I think the other thing too, is there are some people who want to take you down. And again, that's about them, something going on with them, right? Like how dare you stand up and be happy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, like, yeah, or successful uh, or, or win or whatever you do what or, are you yeah. doing. Yeah.
2: Or they've decided to equate someone striving and being successful with egotistical or selfish um, mm-hmm. or something uh, bad about them and that's not true, right? It takes a yeah. lot of work and it takes courage and perseverance and, and not happy times to do any kind of entrepreneurial work. And so anyone trying to tear down that kind of person I think is foolish. They don't know what it's like. Um, but I also, you know, with the Internet, it's like nobody has to answer to their comments. Yeah. You know, you could hide behind some fake name and emotionally react or just be mean and say, the, the, you're right, the most terrible thing, like terrible. You're right. I That's why I don't. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I utilize it and I commune with some people, um, but I, I don't. I can't hang out because it's, it's sad, you know, like it can be sad. Um, Very much so. It takes up a lot of your time, right? Like I've always been surprised, like, Oh wow. Like remember when we didn't have the internet, like, what did I do with my time then?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. You know,
2: there's good and bad of it.
0: I mean like everything, but you know, I end up doing a lot of it just because of, you know, this podcast, radio show, that kind of stuff. Just like you and, and your page and that stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's just part of business. It's day to day. It's work. You know, totally, totally. And, and you have to do it to be successful. But man, it can be yeah. uh, it can be overwhelming if you let yourself get out of your lane with that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like it could just be draining. And again, balance. Like if I'm online all day, that I'm not spending time with my family or friends, or it's just an imbalance. But like to your point about people getting successful, like I, I remember there's other people like writers, um, you know, other famous people. When you hear about what people are saying about i like, could I survive that? Right. Would I survive like just that kind of brutal, monstrous attacks? Like, you know, wishing you were dead or something like that. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's scary. That's scary. I mean,
0: think that's about crazy. back in the, you know, late 80s when you are really diving into your music early mm-hmm. 90s could you imagine having that format of everybody taking every every show and breaking it down on social media with you know wow yeah you know yeah. It's, it's different yeah. when you're a veteran and you've dealt with that but being in your in your 20s dealing with that is a is a whole
2: different world yeah i mean i only had to contend with people in the scene right like whether yeah. or not you were cool or not or whatever yeah or jealous or something like that. But, Yeah, I, Look I don't know. What the rocket like, said, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? Or the stranger, stranger really black. more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like saying something mean wasn't odd, but um yeah. But yeah, that that on that level too, right? That scale, that volume of voices saying terrible things. That's that's a part of it. It's just huge volumes of maybe if you're if you're big and famous, yeah. say, that many voices saying that many terrible things is a lot. Um, and I, I know people have boundaries in place and things they don't do in order to not be crushed by that, or they have wisdom or, um, you know, just understanding or a group of friends. Yeah, exactly. Again, not doing that right alone is really, um, important. And I learned that in bands as well. Like, you know, my bands were my closest friends, um, but when bands kind of, when it wasn't my full-time job, like I had to learn how to go build a circle of friends that I could trust and that, um, I love talking to that nurtured me. We, we grow each other up and, mm-hmm. um, I have such appreciation for that. Well, and, now, you, and you, you had
0: know? to grow circles within circles. So you had the inner circle, then you have the next layer yeah. and the next layer because yeah. the bigger you get. And, and I noticed this as you got bigger, that you had some other circles just because you had to
2: just, to. Mm-hmm. just to let the business run really oh yeah for, for sure because then you can't you, you like you can't do all of it at some point you're like i'm on tour or i'm playing shows or i'm writing or i'm making a record so i need other people who are you know advertise, you know managers right like who yeah. are going to do the rest of the business because you just literally can't get to it um and you need support or for people who are getting really big, you kind of need a buffer because you you get a certain size, a little bit of crazy starts to show up and you actually need, especially as a woman, uh, a little boundary or protection. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if I was going to a gigantic show doing a big show and I had to walk from, you know, a a, a huge crowd of people for the most part, it was fine. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while you get one person who wants to grab your arm or, you know, like just take action at you. And it's like, whoa, you know, and people start to think you're a piece of property if you're a public face, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I I have access to you because you're public. Yep.
0: Well, it's funny. I've I've been watching through this, these COVID times right now of, I know one um, national musician, I'm just going to leave it that way for, um, that that's not in any of our circles, but it's one of those things that, communicating with them, they have a person out there that is their, you know, their assistant, but I figured out that that assistant is actually just a name. They're doing it themselves, but that's their layer. They created Mm -hmm. a name and and an email address and, but they, that person doesn't really exist. It's just another stage name, but it's that filter to let people think that they're talking to an assistant. So there is that level of
2: separation. Exactly. Well, and I think people, one for protection and also for perception, right? Like if, if you're a part of a larger group, I know as a musician, I've, I've definitely made up like a management group because say if you're talking to a label, a label, at least back in the day, didn't want to talk directly to the artist. Yep. It was the managers, lawyers, and then the label that talked. You know, if they mm-hmm. were, it was uncomfortable for them to have to have a business conversation with the artist they didn't like it so so like i would make up a management team so that i can get them to talk to me
0: i have an agent now i mean just for my national speaking stuff because i do uh speaking on smart home stuff and everything else and i had somebody reach out this morning and i'm like ah you know sounds interesting here's her contact information exactly here's her email here's her call give her a call she'll tell you what we can do and it's weird but it's smart
2: it's smart. And it's necessary. I don't think it's not even weird. It's a part of your business. You are creative. You're creative. Yeah. Right. And so all your energy needs to go towards your creativity, um, the work that you want to do, the making of things. And, you know, that's where your energy needs to go. And after a while, as it gets bigger, you need to be able to focus on creating more things to keep your business growing yep. and let someone else deal with the logistics. Cause you just literally can't get to it all.
0: Well, it's funny. I was and talking, don't... yeah, this is a great example. And I was talking to uh, a guy who's one of my advertisers out there and super cool guy, love him to death. And he's kind of a one man show. And mm-hmm. I was talking to him and I'm like, man, the first thing you need to do is getting an answering service. He mm-hmm. goes, What do you mean? I said, Go hire the Ruby receptionist or whatever, spend the three or four hundred bucks a month. And now you've got somebody else answering and transcribing your phone calls. So you're not having to look at that phone every time it rings. Now you can manage your time. Yeah. And you can stay focused on what you do well. And now you've got a way to hold yourself accountable as well to calling people back mm-hmm. because you can check There's, the
2: box. Yeah. There's so many innovative ways to get yourself support. And it's not a high like snooty thing to do. It's necessary. But I think as an individual, I don't know if you felt this way, that's like a new thing to level up to needing something like that. And sometimes you're like, it, I don't scary. know about you, but it's like, yeah, it's scary. And you're sort of like, Oh wow. I'm really getting big for my pants, you know, or whatever. Like, I, you know, like you, if yes. you if you've been raised that way to say like, Whoa, and it's not that it's necessary for your business. You're leveling up and leveling up is great.
1: Like course, go too. for
2: it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, like I, on the, on the workshops I did recently, I had a virtual assistant yeah. because I, I am a create, you know, as a creative, I wanted to just be an open channel for coaching and I couldn't look at all the um, comments or people I, mm-hmm. I would try, but I literally was like, it will stop me from speaking if I have to try and do both. Correct. So and there's all kinds of assistants out there. I had a friend who she was a single single woman, right? Mm-hmm. Had moved to a new town. She would hire out like, I need someone to come and put this couch together and she would hire an assistant to like come and like do a bunch of things. You know, like But just sometimes that's never smart. Heard of.
0: Yeah. I mean I, yeah, I did I'm, that here. I'm yeah. doing my kitchen model right now and if you've seen that on social I media pop and stuff. Thanks. I had a 48-inch range I had to carry inside the house. Now, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, I'd have got out my appliance dolly, and I'd have wrestled that thing in there by myself. It said, oh, I'll Mm -hmm. get it. It's only 400 pounds. I'll put it on the dolly and carry it in there. I went, no. I jumped on my app. I paid 60 bucks for a crew to come over, a moving crew come over here and take 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. put it in. But I didn't hurt myself. I didn't damage stuff. And it was much cheaper than if I would have damaged something on there or even
2: my my mm-hmm. deductible would have been if I'd have hurt myself. So Completely worth it. Yeah. Super valuable. Like people doing work like that for you are so valuable and it's worth your time and your money. I mean, that's what I say about coaching. I mean, coaching is really new to a lot of people and coaching, you know, comes at a price, but it's worth it. But teaching people... What coaching is and why it's super valuable is new, right? And that's, it's definitely new for me. Sure. Um, Like, for a lot of levels, because one, I'm like, oh, you know me as a musician. Now I'm going to share that I do this and help you get to know what it is. Um, But also on a higher level, say, coaching is worth it every time. Like, I've had coaches and spent a pretty penny worth it. I I don't, worth every stinking penny. Love it! I have a coach right now. That's worth awesome. Worth it. Worth it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, Carrie, how it. do like, people
0: how do people find you now? Because I can I can give off probably a dozen ways to people get a hold of you. But where do you want people to, if they're interested in talking to you about coaching? And I know your your stuff has been packing up with this with this next mm-hmm. one here. But what's the best way for
2: people to track you down? Well, I think if they're on Facebook and they can go to Messenger, that's easy because yep. I'm on that daily. I'm also on Instagram. You could message me there. Um, and then if they want to go to the website, I have a website that is com, and there's a place where you can contact me. So that's an easy way. And I check all of those all the time, every day.
0: Cool. And we'll put that up on the, around the house with uh, Eric G Facebook page as well. So if you're not, if you're out listening Uh to the car driving around, don't go writing it down. Just go over to the Facebook page and I'll steer you, steer you that way. But
2: That's
0: awesome. Carrie, thank yeah. you so much for coming on today. And, and uh, let's check back and do some more of this stuff because this is super fun. And and uh, yeah. I love that you're out helping people now. And uh, you've been doing thank it with you. the music and now you're doing it on the coaching side.
2: Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. And it was super fun talking to you. We will talk again. <laughs> oh, of course.
0: Thanks, Carrie. For more information about Carrie, head to Carrie, dot creative.com. And you can head over to our Facebook page, Around the House with Eric G, and I'll have a link over there. That's all the time we got for this week. I'm Eric G, and you've been listening to Around the House.
1: Around the House with Eric G is produced by, designed by Eric G, in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020, designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an ax. Thanks for listening to Around the House.